Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shit You Should Care About and our new Cisco supporters. Head to the show notes to start supporting the media you love and the podcast hosts you love. Welcome to The Shit Show. say smack bang i've never heard you say smack dab smack dab in your life kia ora everyone and welcome back to the shit show your favorite weekly news wrap up from your favorite siblings squish and loose squish how the hell are you and also where the hell are you i'm good lucy i'm quite warm i'm sitting here in davis uh california again it's 32 degrees outside I, I'm looking. Shit. I'm looking out my window and i can see the pool it's shimmering it's beautiful i can't wait to get in there after this mm jealous how's your week been how's the states i see that you've turned the shit show instagram into a bit of a travel account which i love yes i've always wanted to be a travel vlogger um living out my my dreams of being like a casey neistat from back in the day um but yeah it's been good i've got a couple new arrivals with me our little brother ben and our friend daniel are now accompanying 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 and now accompanying me for the rest of my journey which is very cool i'm very excited to have them here yeah oh honestly it looks like such a blast and me and dan were just saying before and this has nothing to do with you ben and daniel this is completely pivoting squish started recording and then he was like oh ruby can hear all our planning a little peek behind the curtain of the shit show and then i said to nick like as if ruby needs a peek behind the curtain because like that bitch started the shit show with me and Liv. And then it reminded me, I've been getting some cute as emails. This is just a little Ruby shout out because she deserves it. She edits every single podcast. We've been getting some cute Ruby emails of people wanting more Ruby content. Like people have listened to her playlist and her book recommendations, which you have access to if you're a Cisco supporter. So come and become one and they are like we're seeing more into ruby's soul we're obsessed with her tasted things like where is she more ruby content so maybe maybe we'll work on getting a little ruby cameo in here one day but i don't know don't hold your breath she loves being behind the scenes i was gonna say i better pick my game up my job might be in jeopardy soon oh my god true see you nick (laughs) ruby's actually coming to join me no no i i love i the people would miss the banter they'd miss the sibling banter anyway squish speaking of sibling banter what was the weirdest (laughs) thing you saw on the internet this week it's summer in california here which also means it's fire season um, and the city of West Sacramento has implemented what I thought was a pretty pretty cool and unique way of lowering the fire danger. Uh, they released hundreds of goats into the streets of uh, of Sacramento to eat all like the the sticks and the leaves that had fallen down over the over the winter. Try and pick up a bit of that fire material off the ground, and um, 
But apparently this is like really common. I was like showing some of my American friends. I was like, look at this, look at this, ha ha ha. And they're like, oh yeah, that happens here like fairly often. Damn. Okay. I've got three things that came to mind as you were saying that. First thing, I should tell the people that um, when I said, speaking of sibling banter, your first story, that segue actually had nothing to do with sibling banter. So that's the first thing. Yeah, I was going to say, I just, I mean, we were both kids and- (laughs) Goats? The goats- Goats, little babies are called True. kids. Oh I don't God. know. I'm trying that to. That is such a good stretch. That is so good. Yeah, it's a really stretchy stretch. Second thing is that, um, oh my God, I've lost it because I started thinking about the time where I picked up the the fly, the wing of the fly. Oh, um, uh, no. okay. <laughs> this this oh, is how my this last is week. In, yeah. <laughs> This is an insight into how my brain works. No, okay. The second thing is I love that you're sticking to your niche of squish plus animal stories. Third mm-hmm. thing, I loved seeing Hank the Tank on the shit show um, Instagram. Did we not talk about that last week? No. Okay. Um, yeah, Hank, if you missed it, Hank the Tank was on my story. I sat down for a um, tell-all interview, but he was pretty shy. He didn't have much to say. Was it a statue or a? Um, it wasn't a statue. It's not like comm- like commemorated in the town, but I don't know. It was just a giant. It was like a bear carving in a hardware store, um, and it had a, a oh, yeah. Hank the Tank <laughs> tag on it. So I guess he's um, he's so a celebrity cute. in his own hometown as well. Oh God! Well, got nothing to say. Just throw it at me. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, enough about Hank the Tank. Lucy, I see that you've got something that I really, really wanted to talk about, so I'm happy that you've brought it up. All I have written down is WTF is Binley Mega Chippy. And <laughs> before we got on on mic, Nick was like, Lucy, I'm so glad you're bringing up Binley Mega Chippy. So, Nick, first of all, have you seen Binley Mega Chippy going around on the webs? Have I seen Binley Mega Chippy? The day that Ben and Daniel arrived here. We had a hotel room and we were all on TikTok and I could hear from, I was in the middle, there was Ben on my left and Daniel on my right. From my left out here, you know, all the TikTok sounds and then Ben Lee Mega Chippy. And then about a second and a half later, I'd hear it from my right and then I'd see it on mine. I love it. It's taken over. It makes me miss fish and chips. Yeah, it, it seemed like when I, because I wrote about this in the newsletter and it seemed like a really Nick story when I was writing about it and it's actually funny that you Ben and Daniel all had it on your for you pages because I asked like my flatmates and some of my friends if they'd seen it and none of them had it on their for you pages so really I know so maybe by now they will have because it's gotten bigger basically Binley Mega Chippy is it's got a really cool um theme song that someone's created for it basically there's no like theory behind why we're all seeing Binley Mega Chippy come up. It is a fish and chip shop in Coventry. It's called Binley Mega Chippy. I think someone made a food review of it or just posted it on a TikTok and people really just started loving Binley Mega Chippy. There was a big um, music festival held in or near Coventry over the weekend, so I'm guessing like that converged with that combined with TikTok and Binley Mega Chippy sort of going viral means that now we're randomly all seeing Binley Mega Chippy people going to this official chip shop all over our For You pages. Binley Mega Chippy. What a name. Binley Mega Chippy. 
<laughs> like, that is the most British name. It's the cutest thing ever. I love random wholesome things going viral on TikTok. I hope this doesn't get milkshake ducked and it turns out that, like, the people that own Billy Mega Chippy have done some really bad things. Yeah, they're Billy Mega racists. <laughs> I will be Binley eating my fucking mega words if this come back, comes back. <laughs> anyway, Nick, just a content warning before we get into this first story. Obviously, I'm going to be going into detail about what happened in Uvalde, Texas, the shooting. We will be obviously discussing it as we always do with as much grace as we can, but we still want to give you the details and a lot of this is quite important to discuss. So just do be mindful while you're listening um, and if it's too much just skip forward about five minutes and you'll be on to another story. The Uvalde um, shooting which obviously happened last week you all heard me speak about it um, or what I could manage to get out about it on the podcast last week. I think now that we've all had a bit of time to process it and learn a bit more to be honest some of the details have actually gotten worse but I think after being able to like think about it properly and I'm much less tired I should be able to actually hold it together a bit better this week also thank you to everyone that sent me the most gorgeous messages um obviously like this whole situation wasn't even about me at all but it was a time I think when everyone saw the reality of like I love this job literally 99.9% of the time there is that small little space and time where I'm really tired and the news and the world just gets on top of me and we talk about mental health all the time on the shit show I think it was really nice that you could see that I am literally just a human Nick's just a human all of us here at shit you should care about get down about the news sometimes but um like I said having you all on the other end messaging me and telling me like that you appreciated it and you appreciated the honesty and everything it makes it, it makes me feel like really good about what we do and hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to give an update on the actual facts and sort of and the police's really shitty response to what went down so since we last spoke um horrifically 19 kids and two teachers were killed when a gunman entered um a school in Uvalde Texas now one of the quite interesting things about this timeline or about this horrible event is that there's no clear clear timeline of how um people responded or how things went down so i'm going to give a bit a bit of a timeline of the events of what we know right now now this timeline has been pieced together by cnn who have spoken to people spoken to the police looked at social media posts from people that were there and sort of collated it all as best they can so in september of last year the shooter asked his sister to help him buy a gun and she flatly refused. Now, this was obviously before he turned 18. We'll find out later that on his 18th birthday, he actually 
basically as soon as he could, went and purchased um, some guns. Um, the shooter was in a group chat on Instagram, and uh, in it there was a discussion about him in this group chat um, being a school shooter. So I don't know whether this was jokes being made, whether it was throwaway comments, but again, social media sh- sort of knew about this event before the real world knew about it. Um, on March the 1st this year, the shooter had an Instagram chat with a bunch of other people where they talked about buying a gun. Um, some people were saying word on the street was that he was buying a gun, and then the shooter replied, just bought something right now. On March 14th, he wrote in an Instagram post, 10 more days, and then a user responded saying, are you going to shoot up a school or something? And then the shooter replied, no, and stop asking dumb questions and you'll see. Um, and then on May 17th and May 20th, uh, the shooter purchased two AR platform rifles at a local federal firearms licensee. Um, on the day of the shooting, Nick, before going to school, the shooter sent a bunch of text messages to a girl that he'd met online um, who lived in Germany. He called her, told her he loved her, then he complained about his grandmother, and then six minutes later he texted her saying, I just shot my grandma in the head, and then I'm going to go shoot up an elementary school right now. Then got into his car, um, crashed his car near a ditch at the school, jumped out, went into the school. As he was leaving his car, some people came out to like obviously see what the crash was. Um, he shot at them and then he entered the school and when he entered the school, um, obviously started shooting, people called 911. Now, police entered the school and more police continued to enter the school, but they waited for about 40 minutes before actually going into the classroom and doing anything about the shooter that was killing children in there. That's what seems the most wild part of this to me. Like, everyone goes on and it's like the rhetoric. Like, the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. It's like, obviously that's not true because the good guys with guns just stood around for 40 minutes. And it's something that gets me quite angry. It gets me angry too. And, Nick, imagine being the parents outside who like people were stopping from wanting to go in they were yelling like go in and save our kids nick kids from inside the classroom called 911 at least four times asking where are the police this is what is happening like i can't believe it and for those poor kids like for the ones that did survive i'm sorry like it's also like just the worst thing they'll possibly ever go through and the people that were meant to serve and protect Absolutely did not. So first a group of deputy US marshals um, came in and arrived on the scene. They went inside the school and then um, Border Patrol's tactical unit, again, more of them arrived on the scene. But the officer in charge of the situation um, determined that it was a barricaded subject situation instead of an active shooter situation. And this is where their decisions were really were really wrong and were fucked up. So they changed it from an active shooter situation, which is you're hearing gunfire, which means people might be getting killed. You basically, all perimeters go out the window and you go in and you're just trying to save lives when it's an active shooter situation. Um, but they 
thought that it was a barricaded shooter situation, which means that a person has taken position in a physical location um, and the location doesn't allow immediate police access. So this was a bad decision because he was the shooter was in a classroom with all the kids. They saw it as a barricaded situation, but they could have gotten into that classroom. There was a door they could get in. So it was still an active shooter because he was actively shooting. This decision has been called the wrong decision, I think, like by basically anyone who's read up about it and even um, people on the scene. Um, The police did eventually, after 40 minutes, or sometimes the timeline's even longer, go in and kill the suspect. But I don't know. It was sort of a mishandling by the police. I think there's no two ways about that. A mishandling is, like, the nicest way you could have put that. Like, it was a total Um, fuck-up. It was a huge fuck-up, and... My next point is like, will anything change after seeing this? And my gut instinct, because I have literally less than zero faith in the American system, says nothing will change. Nothing has changed since Sandy Hook. Um, So I don't feel like anything will change. One thing, uh, the Justice Department in the States are going to be looking into why the police acted so slowly and how that happened. Um that's like an independent investigation. I don't know what will happen after that. Um, second, the House Judiciary Committee is going to consider eight pieces of gun control legislation that will be packaged together as the Protecting Our Kids Act. And that'll go to the House floor for a vote next week. Um, again, I am saying this quite in quite a, like, will they, won't they kind of way, because I really don't have... I mean, this has happened time and time again. We literally, for the last three episodes, have had to talk about shootings. And so I don't know how you feel, if you feel hopeful, or if you feel like this is just them crossing their T's and dotting their I's and saying that they'll do stuff. Uh, I mean, we're going to have to cover something like this again in another another month's time, aren't we? Like, has anything happened since, like... Buffalo? No. Has anything... Like, in New Zealand, we got rid of all of our automatic guns within a month. Or at least the legislation was in place within a month of the Christchurch shooting. Um, I I talk a little bit later on about Jacinda coming to the US, and she speaks about this on Stephen Colby's show. So, it can be done. It can be done. Um, Australia did it. It absolutely can. We've done it. Canada's done it. Like, fuck. Like, obviously nothing's going to happen because nothing ever does. So, I mean, tune in next week for another episode of This Is Another Shooting. Yeah. Um, On Canada, as you just mentioned, on Monday they actually introduced um, new gun control legislation, which, if passed, is going to be, like, the biggest update that they've had to their legislation in a generation, apparently. And it's going to implement, like, a national freeze on buying, importing, transferring, selling handguns. And it's going to do, like, a buyback thing um, for everyone that owns them. And, like, so if that goes through, again, sorry, why are other countries, like, Canada has not just had a mass shooting. Why are they moving quicker on this than the states. This actually makes me angry. I know maybe this isn't the most helpful of conversations to have, but when you're getting on a podcast and talking about this every week or writing about it 
in the newsletter every week. It's like, why are you focusing more on like teaching kids what to do in a shooting rather than like who the fuck is selling these guns and why are they allowed to sell guns to kids on their 18th birthdays? I don't know, but Nick, actually, maybe you'll have some answers because you've just virtually visited the NRA conference, the National Rifle Association, the people that are the most pro-gun in America. Um, what happened at the conference there, Squish? Yeah, so exactly. Like, I mean, the main driver behind nothing being done is that so many politicians are bought and paid for by the NRA. So the NRA yeah. had quite possibly like either the best or the worst timed conference, depending on what way you look at it. It was just 300 miles from Yvalde, and it was it happened just a couple of days after the shooting there. So I thought I'd run through a few um, lowlights from the events, um, some of the things that highlight just how crazy this gun-loving political group has, has gotten. Um, so I pulled a lot of this stuff from an article by Slate. If you want to read more about it, it goes into much more detail than I can, than I can go into here. You should definitely go and check it out. Um, so there were a number of speakers at this conference most notably was um most notably were head of the nra wayne lapierre senator ted cruz and um former president donald trump they all followed the usual nra rhetoric following a mass shooting you know the standard thoughts and prayers bullshit the saying the shooter was crazy and it was a mental health problem not a gun not a gun problem and that you know taking away gun rights is taking away liberty you know we've heard it all before it's not any more convincing this time around. Donald Trump even read the names of every victim of the Uvalde shooting, um, followed by a pre-recorded sound of a bell after each one. And, you know, when that's paired up with his like classic broken tone, it made it somehow more insulting than if he had just said nothing at all. I watched some of it and it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this guy is doing this. Yeah, 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 no. I And, and actually, just quickly before you carry on, we should note that guns were banned at this conference because all these people must be kept safe. Like, I'm sorry, the hypocrisy of banning guns at a national gun fucking conference. Mm, exactly. I mean, ugh, I don't know. Anyway. Like, why? Do you not trust people with guns? Anyway, carry on, carry on. Um, attendance this year was well down as well. The NRA said that 60,000 people attended the conference center said it was probably closer to 55 oh, no, not that much difference but still the main conference hall that trump spoke in usually fits around 3600 but at least quarter of the seats were empty there so uh, i guess that sort of speaks volumes mm. um and it was like well down on the record 86,000 that attended last time the conference was held in houston one last little thing one of the gun makers who like helped drive the growth of quote-unquote tactical equipment in you know the market um the company called Daniel Defense, they weren't present. Um, they were a convention sponsor, um, but the company backed out of the event because days after the Uvalde shooter turned 18, he purchased one of Daniel Defense's rifles. Um, and this is the same one that he would later use in the uh, in the massacre. So, um, nah. Yeah. Nah. And Nick, I um, saw that tweet by Daniel Defense. Yeah, so on on the on coincidentally the shooter's birthday um, on May sixteenth, Daniel Defense posted a uh, posted a photo on Twitter of a small boy holding one of its AR fifteen style models, and the the caption read, "Train up the child in the way he should go, 
and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So I don't know if that's not one of the most fucked up things you've ever read, then I don't know what is. So I think that's all that needs to be said about guns and the NRA and all their bullshit. But I mean, it's as much as we want to go on about how, you know, we're moving on. It's like 60,000 people still are like flying into Houston to attend a yeah. gun conference. So yeah, things have got a long way to go. And fucking, and like, just back to your point earlier about the NRA funding politicians. Like, it's just, it's all tied up. Get rid of them. Like, honestly, if you're an American and you're listening to this, like, one of the biggest things you can do is vote. I don't even know how much that's going to help in this day and age, but like, vote. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure if they're listening to this podcast, they know. They know. I know. We're fucking preaching to the choir as always. We love you all that are listening to this and thank you for passing on what you learn. I will say that every single American I've met here has been super nice and oh, yeah. very I like mean, when I've mentioned about the shooting, they've been so horrified and shocked as well. So this isn't a reflection on all Americans by any stretch. And, you know, it's no way. You know, I do love you yeah. all. It's been so nice to meet so many of you. But, but yeah, there's a large portion of you that. Need to look at yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyone at that conference, really. Right, Nick, we are going to go back to the States and see how New Zealand Prime Minister, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has done over there and what she's been up to. But first, we are going to hear from our sponsors today. So here is an ad for us by us. I want to have a super quick chat to you all about Siska supporters. This is the new way that you can support what we do here at Shit You Should Care About. Because right now we're in a studio which costs money to hire with an audio engineer who we've got to pay and every week we're researching, scripting and hosting this thing for you all which takes time, resources and it costs money. You'll also notice that we're using valuable advertising space here. Space which we often leave empty because we want to make sure that we're only partnering with the best and most vibey people. So for all of these reasons, we need your support to keep doing what we do. So please, if you have $1 or if you have $100, consider becoming a Cisco supporter so that we can keep doing this for you. The link is in the show notes. We love you so much. Bye. Man, those sponsors sound really cool. Um, <laughs> as the shit show's current US correspondent, I thought I wouldn't be really doing my job properly if I didn't at least cover the New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern's current trip to the USA. Um, sadly, I didn't get an invitation to be part of her official delegation, um, but it turns out I was inadvertently just a few hundred metres away from her at one point. Uh, she met with the California governor, Gavin Newsom. Um, they toured the New Zealand section at the San Francisco Botanical Gardens. Um, and I was staying with a friend who just lives across the road. And I actually toured the um, oh. the New Zealand section of the San Francisco Botanical Gardens. Um, and it was it, it, it made me a little bit homesick. Um, it didn't quite have the same bird life that we have back in yeah. New Zealand, but it had like the big ferns and it felt like kind of dark in there like a New Zealand forest does. It was it was pretty accurate. Cool. Maybe if I was better at my job, I would have figured out that she was going there, but I don't know. I felt close enough. No, look, we're not experts, Star. We're not experts, are we? We're all learning. We're learning. Yeah. Um, so she has had a busy trip. Uh, it started off with an appearance on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. 
they talked about all the like topical issues as you would expect gun violence climate change new zealand's covid response um and it ended up with jacinda giving Stephen a chili bin full of new zealand beef and an invitation to her upcoming wedding uh two pretty symbolic items now looking back at it given the reasoning for her trip over there to promote trade and tourism now that new zealand new zealand's borders are back open she then travelled to Harvard University in Boston, where she received an honorary doctorate and gave a commencement address, a speech titled Democracy, Disinformation and Kindness. She spoke about tech companies and the role that they are playing in society and took aim at keyboard warriors, where she said, In my mind, when I read something especially horrific on my feed, I imagine it's written by a lone person, unacquainted with personal hygiene practices, dressed in a poorly fitted superhero costume, one that is baggy in all the wrong places. Lucy, you've had like a few, you know, nasty comments in your time. Do you think of them in the in the same way? Um, that's actually really funny. For me, I think of them as just like faceless people wearing the anonymous mask because I don't know anyone in my real life that would sit there and do that. So I think for my protection, everyone that's nasty is faceless. I can't even personify them like that. Okay. Oh, that's probably a pretty good thing though. Yeah. Self-protection. She also added, keyboard warrior or not, though, it's still something that has to be written by a human, and it's something that has to be read by one, too. And, like, that's true. Unless it's a bot, I guess, but... Yeah. Yeah. True. Mm, plot hole, Jacinda. She should get you on her speechwriting team. Yeah, well, she probably should. Um, <laughs> finally, this morning, um, the morning that we recorded this, it's Tuesday, 31st of May, here in the United States, she met with US President Joe Biden, who referred to Jacinda as his good but not so old friend. Um, they spoke about a number of issues in a meeting that stretched to 90 minutes, so like well past the scheduled the scheduled hour that they had, which is, I don't know, must be a good sign. Um, just Jacinda expressed her condolences over the school shooting, um, while the president said that the work that Ardern was doing with the tech companies, specifically with the Christchurch call, was really important, and that he wants to work work closer with, with New Zealand on that. They also emphasised their continued work together in the Pacific, um, especially with China's growing influence in that region. Um, it's, the, it's actually the first White House meeting for a New Zealand leader since John Key met with President Obama back in 2014. So that's kind of cool. Oh, whoa. They've, I mean, she's met other presidents just at like conferences and things, but this is the first yeah. time we've had a leader in the White House. Um, so that was our last stop on, on this US trip. Um, the Prime Minister will be flying home commercially instead of on the almost 30-year-old New Zealand Air Force 757. Um, the press delegation have affectionately named that plane Betty. Um she won't be flying on that because it's broken down in Washington, D.C. So maybe asking to borrow Air Force One will be on the agenda next time she's over this way. God, that was a really that was a really good um, roundup, Nick. I, I spent all morning working on that. Yeah, because I hadn't followed it that closely. And now I'm like, because I didn't even know really why she'd gone over, et cetera, et cetera. But go off. Also, remember when John Key played golf with Barack Obama? In Hawaii, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm not going to lie. John Key did get to meet the best one. <laughs> I'd rather meet... Yeah, lucky. Barack. Lucky? <laughs> Why can't that be me? But anyway, that's enough from me. You've got something quick about Ukraine, do you? I do. And this one, I had really conflicting feelings about. So um, a Ukrainian band called Kalush Orchestra, they won Eurovision this year. And for anyone that doesn't know, Eurovision is fucking 
huge. It's a huge like music competition. It's enormous. It's really wholesome. If you win it, it's like the coolest thing ever. Um, except for this band won it. They got given their gorgeous trophy, which I think is got like crystals and stuff in it. And then they've just sold it for 900,000 US dollars in an auction to raise money for the war in Ukraine. So can you, you can see that this is a headline straight out of the fucking hell that is 2022. It's like this amazing thing that they've done and it's the biggest, the most prized possession and they feel like they have to sell it or they want to sell it to fund Ukraine in a fucking war against Russia. And so like the, the band seems really happy to help which is why I feel so conflicted like they said on Facebook you guys are amazing we appreciate each and every one of you who donated to this auction and a special thank you to the team Whitebit who purchased the trophy for $900,000 and in other rightful owners um glory to Ukraine glory to the armed forces of Ukraine and and it's like they should not have had to do that to fucking fund a war also like there's something icky in even like, the idea of buying drones or weaponry or, like, any of that. Like, none of that's good. But then they obviously are just doing what they can for their country. And they won Eurovision, which is, like, no small feat. And I don't know. It's a very... It's a quite a confusing story, eh? Yeah. I mean, obviously, they're, like, super proud of their country and, you know... And, yeah. Yeah. And as you said, and, yeah, help out the way that they can. Um, hopefully, once the war is over, they can get their trophy back and... You know, every, everything made right, but yeah, hopefully, um, I don't know. It's like, hopefully, the drones they bought are really good. It's like, I don't know what to say uh, about yeah, that. It's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, well, should I finish us off with like an actual good news story, not a confusing one? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Okay, so um, this is a headline from an article that I read in the Washington Post the other day. Her tribal regalia was banned at graduation, so she worked to change the law. And I remember when this happened, I think I saw it on Twitter or on TikTok or something. So Trinidad Cervantes said that she felt humiliated last year on her high school graduation in Utah because a teacher pulled her aside and told her that she couldn't wear a beaded cap with an eagle feather in honor of her Native American heritage. Nick, it's like how um, Jacinda often wears, or a lot of my friends um, that have Māori heritage wear their kōrawai, their like Māori cloak, to graduation. And we, or I personally, in the unis, embrace it and love it. And I don't know how new that is, but so it's a similar thing, except for when Trinidad was graduating, she was pulled aside and told she was not allowed to wear it um, because beadwork was not allowed on caps and that's the most stupid fucking thing ever like I'm sorry that tradition is one that you do not have to hold up that's so dumb but what you should be holding up is this person embracing their Native American heritage anyway this is why I love young people in response to this Trinidad who was 18 at the time and is now 19 she worked to change the law um, with her younger sister so she told um, the tribe's chairwoman Corinna Bow, who then convinced state representatives to sponsor a bill giving native students the right to wear their tribal regalia and any other items of cultural and spiritual significance at commencements and other events and then last month the Utah governor signed the bill into law so 
It's just like that shouldn't have happened in the first place and it shouldn't be your job to have to go and fix the problems of these fucked up, like this fucked up principle or these traditions. But really cool that she and her younger sister were just like, mm, okay, no, that's not going to happen to other Native students and let's change it. That's awesome. Yeah, as you said, it like it, it shouldn't have to be a law, but it's good that it is now. Exactly, exactly. Um, do you have a comment of the week for me this week, Squish? I do indeed, Lucy. It's on one of your posts about Harry Styles. It could be any post. It doesn't matter what post it is. Um, the comment is, OMG, I'm here so early that there are bots in the comments um, crying face. <laughs> I love... Oh, we get so many fucking bots. I love that it's a bot comment. It used to be like, um, don't you dare go to my profile... Or like, I I post Family Guy clips for fun. <laughs> now it's I'm funding six thousand dollars to the first five people yep. to to DM me. I Support know. the USA. God bless y'all. Oh God. Anyway, well, my comment of the week is literally just the fact that I thought everyone said it's smack bang in the middle, but apparently everyone, not everyone, actually half the people, but the loudest people are saying. No, it's smack dab in the middle. Wait, what did you think? Did you think it's smack bang in the middle? Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'd go between the two. Smack dab. Smack smack dab, smack bang. I don't know. You definitely say smack bang. I've never heard you say smack dab. No, I feel like I do say that. I don't know. Oh. You really got me thinking. Anyway. Yeah, well, and that is the point, Dal, of the mundane polls. Now, Nick... Everyone should come and become a Cisco supporter because they should love the shit show that much that they want to support the media they love. Um, other ways they can support us is by coming and finding you on your travel adventures where? On the shit show Instagram. Um, and if you're sick of me there, you can also go and read my latest post at the spinoff. I talk about um, the warehouse selling butter for really cheap and the state of the New Zealand supermarket industry. I really enjoyed writing it. I hope you guys enjoy reading it. It's a really good piece. She has to say that, though. Um, where can they find you, Luce? Um, You can find me on the other end of the Daily Newsletter. You can find me on the Culture Vulture podcast. You can find me going to see the new Top Gun movie because I watched Top Gun for the first time ever yesterday, but... I don't want to turn this into Culture Vulture, so we won't go down that rabbit hole. Or you can find me mm-hmm. watching fucking Love Island, which is coming out soon. Again, not Culture Vulture. Nick, have a blessed day. Listeners, have a wonderful day, and we shall see you next week. Sounds good. See you later. Billy Mega Chippy, Billy Mega Chippy.